If you have your Bibles, please open to Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6, we're going to look at verses 5 through 14 and then look at a number of other short passages afterwards. It wasn't too long ago, Jerry um, did a confessional over a longer, this longer section, Matthew 6, 1 through 21, but I'm going to read a section and then focus on one thing because there's just some truth I think we need under our feet right now. I know I need it under mine. So let's begin reading Matthew chapter 6, beginning in verse 5. And when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners that they may be seen by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. Pray then like this, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. One phrase in verse 10 I want to focus on this morning that hit me in a new way this week. Uh, The very first one when he says, when we are to pray, we are to say, your kingdom come. God in his providence, his love and his love for his people and his desire to help us be more like Jesus, to uh, follow more closely in the steps of Jesus, to uh, be better equipped to serve Jesus in this world. God, in his direction of all things, will bring us into situations that will wean us off of our hope in earthly kingdoms. God wants to wean us off so that we find our hope, our joy, our strength, our rest in the absolute certainty of his coming kingdom one day. I believe in an initial inaugurated sense, we are experiencing the kingdom in some small way now, but we wait for the full manifestation of the kingdom of our Lord Jesus Christ at the end of history. We long for that day. We long for it. It, is, it will be a kingdom not like the kingdoms of this world. And let's be thankful for that. Look at Hebrews chapter 12, if you will. Hebrews chapter 12. Familiar passage, very likely, beginning in verse 25. It says, See that you do not refuse him who is speaking. For if they did not escape when they refused him who warned them on earth, much less will we escape if we reject him who warns from heaven. 
At that time, his voice shook the earth. But now he has promised, yet once more I will shake not only the earth, but also the heavens. This phrase, yet once more, indicates the removal of things that are shaken. That is, things that have been made. In order that the things that cannot be shaken may remain. Therefore, verse 28, let us be grateful for receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. And thus let us offer to God acceptable worship with reverence and awe, for our God is a consuming fire. Every earthly kingdom can be shaken. God's kingdom cannot be. And God, I think, is using our present circumstances to remind us that our truest allegiance and our ultimate hope and our final home is a kingdom that cannot be shaken. This is the simple hope of the church of Jesus Christ. It has been from the very beginning. Flip just a little bit over to 1 Peter chapter 1 and look at verse 13. I want us to try to capture the hope and the expectation, the anticipation that Scripture calls us to. It says, Therefore, preparing your minds for action and being sober-minded, and listen to what he says, set your hope fully on the grace that will be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. We have tasted and seen the goodness of God's grace now, but there is a much, even much greater display of the grace of God to come that we will only experience at the return of our Lord. One last passage, Titus chapter 2. Titus chapter 2, I'll begin reading in verse 11. Paul writes, for the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all people, training us to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions, and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age, waiting for our blessed hope. That, just get that in our, in our heads. Let's settle that. We are a people who have a blessed hope. And what is that? It is the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ who gave himself for us to redeem us from all lawlessness and to purify for himself a people for his own possession who are zealous for good works. We have a hope that outlasts everything in this world. And again, God will shake everything that we hold dear in this world to clarify the hope that we have, to solidify the reality of that in our hearts. And so as we go to prayer for these few moments, um, if you're like me, it's been a challenging week as I'm examining my own heart. Lord, what do I ultimately hope in? The kingdoms that are in this world that, will, that can all be shaken and will one day all fall. Or the kingdom of our Lord Jesus Christ, which cannot be shaken. And once it is established, it will be forever. So let's examine our hearts and let's pray and ask God to help us to fix our hope on the coming of our Lord Jesus and the establishment of his kingdom. Take a few moments to pray and then I'll close us.
God, I confess how easy it is to put my hope in the things that I can see and the kingdoms that I can see and touch and hear. But God, as you are so clear in your word, all of these kingdoms can be shaken. But there is only one kingdom that cannot be shaken, and that is the kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. God, what a hope you have given us. What a hope. What a future. God, to know that when Jesus returns, when his kingdom is established, all his people will be with him forever. God, everyone in this room who has faith in Jesus, we know that we will be with our Savior forever in his kingdom. That kingdom will never fall. That kingdom will never be shaken. That kingdom will never be threatened. And God, that is the kingdom that will last forever. And such is the privilege of all who belong to Jesus. God, help us not to put our hopes in the things that can be shaken and that will not remain. Help us put our hope this week more and more in the kingdom of our Lord Jesus, which we know will come when he comes. And we ask all this in his name. Amen.